Welcome to Conversations in Equine Science. My name is Kate Acton and I'm joined by Nancy McLean. And this is the podcast where we take equine research and try and make it more accessible to horse owners and enthusiasts. Please remember with every topic we discuss that your horse is an individual and make sure you get professional advice before implementing any strategies. This week, we're looking at a paper that is called Exercise and Rehabilitation of Older Horses, and that is by Kenneth Harrington McKeever, and it is a literature review, so we've mentioned that in some of our episodes before, where they gather together um, lots of research and they review it to try and pull together any new thoughts or information or things we can use that help us going forward. Um, this is something that was quite close to me and Nancy's hearts because we both have older lady ponies. So um, I loved though, Nancy, when you were explaining like how horse ears work, because now I feel like my horse isn't as old as I really thought she was. I know um, we've received that email about an owner having a 17 year old horse. And I thought 17 year old horse, that's not old, that's middle age, you know, but um, it made me look up um, the, how you figure horse years. And so one human year is equal to three horse years. So um, if your horse is 17, just take that times three, and it's like 51 years old. And um, of course, genetics and environment and management and training all figure in to the true age of your horse. But I think that's a pretty good average right there. And that made me realize then that my horse is probably like mid to late 60s. Um, now she does only have one eye, so she is, well, I wouldn't say too disadvantaged. They, but they really like um, acclimatize to that quickly. But when you see humans, and this paper is brilliant because it does, it really puts it in perspective of looking at how humans age and how exercise has an effect on the way humans age and how we kind of can deteriorate as we get older. I was thinking, you know, you have athletes that are in their 80s and it really is about how you condition your body throughout your life. Because one of the main things the paper mentions is that it's not so much the aging process that slows us down. It's we tend to slow down like as we're aging, we do less activity and then our body ages even more. So it's more we're holding ourselves back and we do that with our horses too you know they get to 20 years old and we think oh no they can't do the same things and you might have some horses in their 20s that can't but a lot of them actually if you can keep maintaining the level of exercise they've been doing then you know don't slow down just because of the number slow down when they're telling you they can't keep up at that pace yeah I thought it was interesting that um, both groups in this paper they had um, young mature horses versus old horses. The old horses were all more than 20 years of age and their average was 27 years of age. And then the mature horses, um, they were more like around, what was it, Kate? Seven to 15 years of age. Yeah. And so I thought it was so unexpected that, they exercised both groups and both groups did not show any 
increase of muscle enzyme levels. So, you know, that showed that there was no muscle damage in the older horses. So um, that's interesting to note because on the racetrack, when you have a horse appearing that they're sore, one of the first things you do, especially in back soreness are, um, you know, soreness that's more large muscle involved, you'll order blood work. So you can check like AST levels and um, creatine levels or CK levels. And um, they did that in this study and the, the horse um, that were older were the same as the younger horses. So that's encouraging that the musculature can support uh, training as the horses age. Yeah, and I thought as well, like it was just kind of opening that um, that idea into what what really affects what. So like their musculature stay the same, but maybe their circulation isn't as good. So that might have, when they talked about renal and, you know, kidney problems, they said that things like that is the skin perfusion mightn't be as good. The circulatory system might not be as great. And that's not to say like the heart isn't healthy and their heart rate isn't at their max, but all of these can actually have a knock on to the kidney, which I thought was really interesting. So you can have like a really fit, healthy looking horse you know they've got good muscle tone and they're doing a lot of exercise and as they do get older that is just one of the things you know our circulation to our extremities and stuff slows down and then that has a knock-on effect on how we can excrete because we need that blood flow to come back to be filtered in the kidneys and I found that so interesting because I thought you wouldn't really connect those two things I certainly hadn't process that thought before and the kidneys are so vital as we age like in our small animals and our dogs and cats kidney disease as they get older it really is just so detrimental to their health and having something that supports that like having that knowledge knowing okay we need to review nutrition as they get older we need to change some things but it mightn't necessarily be exercise that needs to change until they're showing signs of osteoarthritis or showing signs of discomfort. And at that point, then, you know, we need a veterinary professional. We need to assess because I think one of my pet peeves always um, as a veterinary nurse was seeing animals that had any form of osteoarthritis or any form of stiffness as they got older and not getting pain relief for that. Cause I thought, gosh, like when I'm in my eighties, if I'm like sore and I have arthritis, I want all the pain relief. I don't want to be feeling like I'm creaky when I'm walking along. And, and I think right along with what you said is that thermoregulation and with the blood flow and you know and uh that involves the kidneys and the skin and everything because they have problems in the heat exercising and i can see that because my older horse does sweat more than my younger horses and also I think they have a um, thermoregulation even in the cold. So you have to take that into consideration. And I know a lot of people don't like 
blanketing their horses. Um, but sometimes if it, there's precipitation in a wind, you have an old horse out there, you might want to just throw a um, protective blanket on them just to kind of help them out. But they'll tell you because they'll begin to lose weight and they'll be shivering and things like that. But I think it's more evident in the warmer months that we really have to be cognizant that they might not have the efficiency to cool themselves down. Exactly. The University of Edinburgh, their Dick Vet equine page has a really good infographic that they put up every year. Um, should I rug my horse? It's really, really good. And it's saying like, you know, what the temperature is, what their clip is, what their age is, and whether you should put that rug on or not. Um, my mare, like, she's super hardy because she's the Connemara pony. They're just like built to be on the side of mountains. And she is out 24-7. Like, she does not get stables. Um, and again, is in her 20s. And in the winter, we rug her. But I mean, this winter has been really mild. Um, I think I maybe think it's been mild in Ireland because I've come back from six years of yeah. Scottish winters, <laughs> yeah. which are significantly colder. Um, but there have been days where it's been really mild here. And I thought, I hope she's not too warm in it because it is quite a heavy rug and I suppose that's a whole other research we could go into you know like switching out rugs during the winter and stuff but just thinking about that thermal regulation you know is she coping in the cold have I you know put on enough and then on the days where it's miles should I go and take that off for a couple yeah, hours my, I have that 124 year old mare and she'll come to the gate and especially on a rainy, windy day, and she wants that turnout put on her. And I've kind of let her tell me, and otherwise she hides in the overhang out of the weather the whole day. So I've just kind of learned to read her actions. Now, if I put it mm -hmm. on her and she doesn't want it, she'll roll out of it. And she'll get out of it. And it, one day it was over her head when I saw it and she was pulling it off. So I'm really careful with her because she's so insistent on not to have a coat. But I will yeah. say she gets a long coat for a thoroughbred. She gets a nice winter coat on her. But I think it's um, temperature, precipitation, and wind or the three dynamics. And if you have one of the three, you're okay. But if you have two of the three or all three, then I would probably at that point put a blanket on an older horse. So temperature, precipitation, yes. and wind. Yeah, and those are... Did you... Was that from a paper? Or did you have um, a link that we can put up for people uh, to that, how to gauge it? I can it? probably find that research because... There, um, when I was a student at Edinburgh, I came across the paper and it was more analyzing vitamin D and does putting a blanket on inhibit the horse from absorbing vitamin D from the sun. And that's how I got into that paper. And it had those three 
areas that you really need to look at before putting a blanket on. And then um, I wrote a book called Blanketing Your Horse. So um, it's on Amazon. You can go there and, and look it up. But um, it, those are the three dynamics that I use the gauge if I need to put a blanket on. And normally it's an older horse that I do that with. That could Amazing. be a whole other topic. Um, the other thing I just wanted to say as well is when it comes to exercise and older horses, if you do feel like your horse is like resisting um, or, you know, isn't really as forward going or you're having any of these like unwanted behaviors when you're riding, always make sure you're getting a dentist out as well. Like I know we should be doing that regularly anyway, but we do have obvious dental changes that happen with age and that can be like, you know, breeze. They say now a lot of the time that dental is genetic. Um, so we can do as much as we can to manage it. But some people, some animals are just more prone to having dental problems. So always make sure you're checking that. Even if it's, you know, not that the bit is irritating them or anything. Um, I'm sure we mentioned this in one of our earlier episodes. They can get osteoarthritis of... Um, the oh the name of the joint has just completely gone out of my head is it the mandibular it's where the basically where the bottom jaw joins up temporomandibular joint I knew I had that in there somewhere and <laughs> um, where it joins to the top jaw essentially and that's such a massive um area of musculature for them to be able to properly chew and grind and if they get osteoarthritis in there they can become really painful with any kinds of opening of their mouth. And we know from, again, another episode where we reviewed bridles that the bit does make them open their mouth more and makes them kind of play around a bit more. So definitely worth getting your vet out to your older horse and just having like, I don't know if you call it an MOT over there, Nancy, or in Ireland, we call it an NCT where you get your car like a full check over. Yeah, we just call it a wellness check. Yeah, and just getting them like top to toe, make sure everything is in good order and that they're pain free. Yeah, and then if you do bring them back into a training program, you do have to remember that they're not young and start out slow and err on the side of caution just because um, you want to watch them so closely. I recently brought my 24-year-old back into training and I began with just three 10 to 15 minute sessions per week. And then um, in this instance, you would have like time would be your duration, your intensity of exercise, and then your frequency. So those are your three dynamics of training. And every two weeks, you can increase one of those. Don't increase two or three of them, only increase one of them and then uh, gauge your training program on that protocol into till a certain level. And just remember, they're older. You can't go like you did with them when they were 15. In fact, this research paper states that up to the age of 18, their cardiorespiratory response was 
um, the same from four years of age up to 18, but then at 18 to 20, it really drops. So you don't want to put them through more stress than what they need to go through. You just want to keep them uh, flexible, You the suppleness. Um, you want to help their um, musculoskeletal um, strength, and then you want to help cardiovascular fitness, but you don't want to overdo it. So um, that's the program I'm doing. And I'll do, um, you know, maybe those three sessions the first week will just be walk, trot, and then go two weeks at that. And then on that third week, increase from 10 to 15 minute sessions, maybe up to 20 minute, you never want to increase more than 5%. So um, that's kind of what the whole crutch of it is, is a balancing act. And unfortunately, we can't put out there a set training program because it's so individual. And then always don't forget about yourself, do your flexibility exercises, your balance work, because then it's going to be easier on your horse too if you're in shape. I think like as you said, with doing the slow increments with any anytime you're working with animals and probably children, although I haven't worked with children before, I think patience mm-hmm. is key. Um so it's so hard when you bring a horse in that has had time off to really curb your and not try and rush them through that process like as Nancy said take those two weeks at a time be really really patient with what you're asking of them and but that's even more so important in your older horses because if you do rush that process and you try and either rehabilitate them or exercise them too quickly you are going to end up with injuries and then you're going to end up with a longer slower process so And they said that more likely soundness is going to be an issue before any heart condition in a horse. So you just don't, if you have a sound horse at 24, you know, you don't want to mess with that. Just use your, you know, use your vet, let him or her assess what you're going to do, run it by them because each horse is so different. I think that's everything I had for this paper. I just mainly wanted to say that, um, you know, just mainly is just take it slow and have a heart with these old guys, you know, and gals. Um, My one, (laughs) my 24-year-old, when I started working with her again, and it's been two weeks ago, um, her eyes just light up. And already her back is looking younger. She's changing. Um, she feels like she has a job again, even though I'm just pulling her out of the field three times a week, you know, so I've enjoyed it too. I've missed being with her. So um, it was funny the first time I did it, my little pony that I use all the time, she came running like, what is this about? And she watched the whole session. So um, yeah, <laughs> jealous. And, and- just think everyone noticed she never takes that you know her out of the field where are they going and there's such a herd dynamic you know so um but 
anyway enjoy your older horses because I think they're saying 15% of horses in the United States are older horses. And I think it's definitely something that's growing as well, not only because we have better care, we've better knowledge, we can get our horses to that older age, but also I think people are more like in tune with animals than they would have been years ago. You know, we're more, they're part of our family now. And I think more people are happy to use resources to retire one of their horses instead of, you know, just getting rid of it. Um, And yeah, enjoy, as Nancy said, enjoy your time with your older horses. If you've had them since they were young, then they've already given you so much of their energy. And I think we can get lost in that and need to take a step back. Remember, it's not just about your schedule for the day and appreciate the effort that the animal puts in every time to try and please us because once you start to appreciate that you really do just see how hard they try that's a great point that's a good point to end on oh lovely well next week um we are doing a paper that nancy and i have been excited about for a very long time Um, So tune in for that. And we will as well, after the Christmas, have the author of that paper on so we can do some questions and answers. And that is a brilliant topic that's coming up. That sounds great. And we uh, will see you next week. And then the following week, we were going to take a break for the holiday, but I think we're going to do a holiday show. So be sure you tune in uh, all the way through the end of the year and we'll be here for you. Lovely. So I'll talk to you next week, Nancy. Bye-bye. Take care.